This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Luring pedophiles through fake online ads is not entrapment, Supreme Court says. Mm. Headline from the CBC. That's good news for Chris Hansen from Dateline. Truly. <laughs> The show goes on. And also good news for police. The uh, top court in Canada ruled nine to nothing that targeting sex offenders online constitutes genuine police investigation work. Imagine if the vote was 8-1. <laughs> Not one person. But this makes me happy because it seems like some of these laws protect the criminals more than the victims. And I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they made that illegal. Well, there was a bunch of convicted sex offenders who uh, got this lawsuit, this challenge going. And they were arrested during a York Regional Police project called Project Raphael that ran from 2014 to 2017. Like the Ninja Turtle. Undercover officers would post ads offering an opportunity to hook up with an 18-year-old girl. And once they uh, were in agreement that they were going to have sex, the undercover officer would say, oh, I'm actually 14 years old. And the men who agreed to continue with that transaction were arrested. 104 men were arrested. Good. And they were charged uh, ranging, uh, ranging in ages from 18 to 71 years old. Many of them were married, came from a range of professional backgrounds, according to this article. Nearly all of the men were first-time offenders. So the police can do it, but can like a random guy on the internet do it? Because I see those videos pop up. He'll be like, oh, meet me in the, you know, the mall parking lot. And then some guy will roll up in whatever vehicle he said he'd roll up in. And then they confront him like, hey, Dave. And then he's like, uh, what? I'm not sure. I've seen those two, like the vigilante oh, yeah. style. Oh, I mean, Chris Hansen himself. Right. And, and then they, he has police there. And then they post the video on social media to try and out the uh, the sex offender. Yeah. I think the issue is due process. Like, all these sex offenders who are arrested after this police investigation. They have a case built up. They received a trial yeah. in a court of law. They didn't just have everything posted online. But, they, yeah, that, that was crazy, that. Dateline show where Chris Hansen would pop out like, yeah. Is that, oh, is that pizza for me? They tell him how to roll up with the pizza, yeah. and the looks on the guy's faces, like they did. One guy ended up shooting himself. I think, uh, yeah. Understandably, yeah. right? He's on NBC on a Friday yeah. night. Uh, one good choice he made, <laughs> Chris Hansen. That's a wild life that that guy's lived too. Like, because he is, you know, he is a hero. Because I didn't know it was that common. And, and then you see it happen on television every, every week. Every week. And they find another idiot showing up, some creep, you know, showing up to a house. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. Well, they may want to move production up here to Canada, if you're listening, Chris Hansen. Luring pedophiles through fake oh, online you know ads. What? Not For, entrapment. Forget Chris Hansen. We get the Hansen brothers to entrap the guys up here and then beat them up. That's a TV show I would watch. <laughs> Bop them over the head with <laughs> Those a bat. Hanson Brothers, the one from Slapshot. Oh, <laughs> the Slapshot Hanson Brothers. <laughs> Those ones too. <laughs> we get them all. We get the Mboppers. Sure. We get the Hanson Brothers from and Slapshot Chris. and Chris Hanson. Oh my God! And when the pedophiles show up, they're in big trouble. Yep. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Well, Bob Dylan's in a bit of hot water here. Mm-hmm. There's a scandal involving a new book that he put out. It's called The Philosophy of Modern Song. Now, 
He released a limited number. 900 books were released that were supposedly hand-signed, autographed by Bob Dylan himself. The book sold for $599 a piece. Not cheap. Not cheap, but if you're a collector, like Bob Dylan, notoriously, he's not the type of guy who's out there uh, signing autographs and taking pictures. He's kind of reclusive at this point, right? Mm -hmm. So it's your opportunity to get his, his autograph, or so these fans thought, you can't get away with anything in the age of the Internet. Online sleuths uh, discovered that a number of the signatures in the books looked very similar, and they ended up breaking it down and discovered what they believed to be 17 different variations only of the autograph in these books. Repeating? Repeating. Okay, because I was going to say, I cannot replicate my autograph. You know, it's going to be a 900. Different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A that little makes different. Sense. Yeah. You know, it's like the guy they call in on uh, Pawn Stars looks at the autograph. Sure, like They yeah. always can tell if they're real or fake. Anyways, they, they uh, determined that Bob Dylan or the publishing company had used an auto pen to sign these books. Hmm, I've never heard that term before. I'm picturing like a factory robot arm that like stitches seats. You're not far off. I had to look it up too. An auto pen, it, it almost looks like a computer printer or it's this mechanism that's part of a desk that itself and it's got like two little metal arms that come out and it holds a pen. <laughs> so it is being signed it, by something. It's being signed. It's not a laser printer. By, by a computer basically. A lot of politicians will use these if they have repeated documents to sign a bill or something like that. If they can't afford a stamp. <laughs> they will have it signed with an auto pen and Simon & Schuster, the publisher, has admitted that these signatures are not authentic they put out this statement as it turns out the limited (laughs) (laughs) as it turns out that's how it starts as it turns out the limited edition books that contain bob's original signature do not contain bob's original signature but a penned replica form we're addressing this information by providing each purchaser with an immediate refund so you get your money back and you get to keep the book they had sent out uh, certificates of authentic- authentication with uh, the books before that. So they 100, they're like, yep, you got the signature, but they have since retracted that. There is no word. Bob Dylan's representative hasn't added anything to that statement. I don't know if Dylan was the one who signed these with an auto pen or if the publisher did it themselves. Yeah, they could have sent him 900 books and said, you know, sign these over the next two weeks. Then he subcontracts it out to somebody else. Yeah. Because... Yeah, I, I feel like yeah they give you your money back, but they should be punished more. If if the if the um, publishing company knew about it, that is so devious, and to sell it like that's terrible. There there should be like a class action lawsuit. Fraud. Yeah, it's, there there should be some criminal charges or something. As it turns out, <laughs> our bad. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. The world is uh, is in Qatar playing soccer right now, and Canada is one of the teams in the tournament. For the first time in my adult life, man, this is exciting to be able to cheer for my own country in the World Cup. And we've got our friend Danny Cardozo over there. He is in Qatar. He was at the Portugal game yesterday. Bit of a nail-biter, Danny. Yeah, it was quite crazy last night. (laughs) Uh, Were the Ghana fans (laughs) upset? No, they were. They were fun. They had an amazing chance. Not like us. (laughs) 
Okay, we have, is there a chant no, over we there? We no is, chance. Is Canada chanting over there at all? They were they were doing the TFC chants, which was kind of weird. Huh. There was a bunch of white caps and uh, some Montreal fans that just didn't get it. Well, of yeah. course they wouldn't get it. But like I mean, like there's a you know when Canada plays hockey in the Olympics, it's "Go Canada, go" is mm-hmm. the chant, and you'd think that would yeah. translate into yeah, soccer. There's always that chant. You yeah. sent me this one. We are big. We are loud. We stick out in a crowd. Canada, a eh? Canada, a eh? is that your own or is that what they've been chanting? Uh, no, I was thinking about doing that one because it's just kind of straight to the point. Like you know, Canada, if you go long eh? on it, then people get lost in it. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't want to go too long. Well, we we've got two options, and we've been taking votes all morning as to which one we should use: option A or option B. Um, we definitely want okay. you to weigh in on this. Okay. So here is, uh, this is option A. Listen. Oh, the good old soccer game will never be the same. They'll know Canada's name and we'll put them all to shame. F*** you! Just out for a rip by your bud. <laughs> yeah, just out for a rip. Just out for a rip by your bud. Yeah, just out for a rip. Okay, that's option A, Danny. Do you like it? Okay. Hmm. I like it, but that's going to be a tough one. Okay, okay. There's might, a lot of moving parts, I guess. Might be too confusing. Okay. Yeah, and and the swearing, yeah. Are you, are you worried about the authorities in Qatar? Is that why the swearing? Or are you worried about yeah, your, young, your young daughters with you? She's kind of Yeah, yeah, my eight-year-old daughter's right beside me looking at me. Yeah, okay. okay. Well, we'll bleep it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. You can censor yourself. Yeah, of course. This one has less swearing. Maybe you'll like this one. <laughs> He's a man. He's going to run end to end. He's going to f- score again. Alfonso Davis. Can-na-na-na-na-da. 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 Davis. Huh? Yeah, I like the Alfonso Davis one. You like the oh, Alfonso yeah. Davis Okay, it is, like, we tallied yeah. out the votes. It's almost 50-50, so we'll give you the deciding vote. Which one are you more comfortable trying to get going during the Croatia game on Sunday? Uh, the second one, Al- Alfonso Davis. Okay. Okay, we'll send you a quick lyric sheet. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'll get it printed downstairs. And an MP3 so you can play I'll it to like fans that. around you on the phone in case they need a little... I haven't heard <laughs> April Wine in a while. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we will be listening on TSN yep. very closely to see if we can hear the Canadian fans. He's all man! He's gonna run end to end! He's gonna f***ing score again! Alfonso Davies! Can-na-na-na-na-da! 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 Davis! Danny Cardozo, you're already the man for, for coming on the Thank show and, and keeping us in the loop with what's going on in Qatar. But if you can get this chant audibly happening during the game, you, we will be forever will. in your debt, okay? The Taz and Jim Podcast. And this is great. More news about damn prices going up. This time, Christmas trees. Hmm. Demand is on the rise. Prices are on the rise. This isn't good for you, Jim, because you're a real tree guy. I am, but I can't remember how much a tree costs. Like, I'm going with my gut, and I think it's like 40 or 50 bucks usually, but I can't remember how much I usually pay. So hopefully it's not, because like I heard they're going up 10%, but 10% of what? <laughs> you know what I mean? $100? I don't know. But in, what, what's your gut telling? Because I have an artificial tree. I couldn't I tell you how much a real tree costs. I think costs. it's 40 to $60, somewhere in that range. All right. like I think if you go to, let's say, Rona or the Superstore or something like that, your g- generic Christmas tree, 
five to six feet tall. I'm guessing 50 bucks. Does it cost more if you go out to one of those farms where you can cut your own tree down? Or since you're doing the work, are you getting a bit of a price cut there? I would hope so. Yeah. And self-serve, like if you're pumping your own gas, you're not going to tip the, you know, the person cleaning your windshield or whatever. Or does that still happen? No. <laughs> if you're pumping your own gas, you're cleaning your own windshield. You're not going to tip the guy inside when you go yeah, in Yeah, exactly. Pay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but maybe they're better trees, you know, like artisan or like uh, organic trees or however a, a farmer these days could sell them. Okay. You know? Uh, yeah, they're saying that uh, the increase in prices is due to the fact that the cost of running farms has increased. So like everything with inflation, we're feeling the effects of it as well. Uh, so does this mean there's going to be a shortage of trees? Like, should you be buying now? Well, because, yeah, it must be a supply and demand thing if the price is going up. Like, that's that's always the rule. But you can't buy it now. Unless you have a giant freezer you can put it in. They, I looked I it up, they last three to four weeks. In a freezer? No, in, 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 in a normal room temperature. Boy, if you put it in a freezer, is that going to make a difference? Well, I don't know, but if you buy it now, it's going to be dead before Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Of course it would. Yeah, what do you do with, if you put string beans or peas in the freezer? They last forever. It's the same concept. Well, I, I think maybe, Jim, it's time for us to go out with a big old truck and buy as many Christmas trees as we can. Mark them up. Mark them up and sell them <laughs> on Kijiji with all the children's Tylenol we've been hoarding. Yep. Two for one deals and a TP on top. <laughs> <laughs> buy a tree, get some children's Tylenol. Oh, we'd make a mint. Yeah. Your peacock. Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? Time for sports on a Friday with Devin Peacock, our sports guy. Hey, Dev. Hey, guys. You must have been sweating a bit. Your beloved Buffalo Bills had a bit of a tough time in Detroit yesterday. It was closer than I would have liked. I watched the game with uh, Boss Brad, and um, who is a big Lions fan. He's a if big you don't Lions know. fan. And when there was about 23 seconds left, he just turned to me. He said, "You wait. They'll find a way." Meaning the Lions to blow this. Like this is where <laughs> th- this is where like the crazy time. This is the crazy time in the game. And he was right. The Bills like almost immediately had this big long pass. Uh, Josh Allen had a you know a scramble and they set it up for the game winning field goal and there was the ball game. I mean, uh, it looked cre- like overtime. It looked like overtime for sure. Like, uh, yeah, I mean the the Lions were doing Lions things to give the Bills every chance to win it and the Bills weren't playing great. They needed the help from the Lions and in the end, uh, it's a win, not a convincing win, but it's a win. Well, good luck finding somewhere to play next time you get 10 feet of snow, Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Bills, like, uh, they, they're pretty famous on, like, social media, in particular on Instagram, for after they win, they will, like, take a jab at the other team. Yeah. And so they did that against the Lions, where they're making, they're making fun of their logo, which is like, hey, guys, like... They just let us... They just saved your butt. Yeah, they just let us play there. Maybe... Uh, <laughs> you want to go to England next time? <laughs> Maybe take it easy. <laughs> Did you see that uh, somebody broke into the First Energy Stadium, Cleveland Browns uh, home field, and got in a golf cart and started doing donuts out on the grass? <laughs> <laughs> so they're supposed to host the Buccaneers this weekend. The grounds crew is working feverishly to get all the tire tracks off of the grass. <laughs> That's, um, 
I don't know, is, is that like an angry Browns fan or just is that like a Buccaneers fan coming in and uh, doing a little kamikaze mission? A little sabotage. Or is it just someone looking for a good time? Because I don't know <laughs> if you've ever done donuts in a golf cart, but it's, it's pretty sweet. That does sound like a, uh, a drunk idea. <laughs> you also had the Giants going down to the Cowboys and the Vikings taking out the Patriots yesterday. So all the favorites ended up winning. The favorites won. I thought the Vikings were going to you know, win by a more convincing uh, spread than they did against the Patriots. But all three games were pretty close. You know, the Giants were up at the half. Uh, I thought the Cowboys were going to win that game. The Giants just consistently are disrespected by uh, Vegas. I don't, I don't get it, but the right team won that game. What is your Peacock P-Lock of the week in the NFL? I, I would guess it's the Dolphins over the Texans. In terms of winning, it was Dolphins over the Texans or the Chiefs over the Rams. I mean, the Rams, like, quarterbacks are just decimated. If I'm betting, I kind of feel like the, the line's a bit generous for that Miami game where you make 14 points, maybe they're going to blow them out, but... Maybe they don't win by 14. If I'm looking for just a straight-up win, I like the Seahawks over the Raiders. The Seahawks have been kind of in that Giants mold this year where they've really surprised a bunch of people. They've played pretty well. They've been well-coached and at times disrespected. They're not disrespected in this game, but I like them at home against the Raiders. Thanks, Dev. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Hey, uh, a friend of mine had... uh, he was having dinner at a restaurant in Toronto, and the drummer from Three Days Grace was sitting next to him. Mm-hmm. Said he was a super nice guy. Right on. That's good he, to hear. He also said he was going to put him on the guest list for the concert in London. I haven't heard whether he did or not, because they started chatting, you know, became fast friends. He's sure. like, yeah, oh, you're from London. I'll put you on the, the guest list for the show. Easy to say. I'm interested to find out. Hmm. If he did, I'm a super impressed, because sometimes you yeah. say it, and then you're like, oh, I'll write a note to my phone, and then you forget. Forget to tell your agent or whoever your booker, your manager. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'll 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 do a follow up on that one. I'll investigate and find out if uh, if he held up his end of the bargain. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a pretty nice day out there right now. We're sitting around seven or eight degrees, and that's basically where the temperature is going to hang out for the day. Then tomorrow, Saturday is going to be the beauty day of the weekend with nine expected. Nothing but sunshine in the forecast. Yesterday, American Thanksgiving, it was a gorgeous day out there. Got to watch some football if you're a fan of the NFL. And if you're a Detroit Lions fan, at least it's good to see them keeping it close with a team like the Buffalo Bills who are, you know, a Super Bowl favorite this year. It's good, but it must be tiresome. Like, always <laughs> so close. Like, always yeah. the bridesmaid, kind of. Uh, but the Lions coming off a three-game win streak, which hasn't happened in my lifetime, Jim. <laughs> no way. And I'm in my 40s. Is that a legit statistic? That's a legit statistic. They've never won three games in 45 years in, in a row? My, in my lifetime. Holy cow. Well, good for Lions. Way to go, boys. But, you know, when, when you're a Lions fan, when you're watching those games, there's always something that happens that makes you shake your head and you say, of course, of course that would happen. It's the Lions. And there was one of those moments yesterday. This was uh, in the third quarter, fourth and 10, the, the Lions going for a field goal. Score at the time was 19 Buffalo, 14 Detroit. So it really would have brought them up close to the to the Bills if they made the field goal. Listen to uh, Tony Romo and Jim Nance 
in the booth before the kick happened, man. Do not talk to me about an announcer's jinx. Michael Badgley has not missed a kick all year. Field goal or PAT? Well, then I won't Don't say. You can talk about it. 29 yards. About it. Here's Badgley's kick. Oh, my Last gosh. gosh. <laughs> no. No. Lion fans, I apologize. Oh, boy. 29 yarder the guy misses oh man well, you're bound to eventually yeah, but nance even brings up oh we're not gonna jinx this uh <laughs> wouldn't you want to know that statistic though before he's about to kick it it tells a way better story right but you don't actually say, say that announcer's jinx, jinx. <laughs> do you believe in jinxes you think he put the juju out there and it maybe affected anything i, I, I don't know you know I, that if i cheer for a team and they lose we get messages and calls people saying Taz don't cheer for my team every team you cheer for loses yeah I figured you and Nance would have a little solidarity going on here <laughs> don't blame us yeah. we're just calling it as we, as we see it <laughs> me and Jim Nance I'd, I'd hang out with Jim if he wants oh, to talk about absolutely. dealing with being a jinx <laughs> I've been doing it for years this is the Taz and Jim podcast Canada is in the World Cup and I know it wasn't the perfect outcome to the first game that our team played in, but uh, we got another one coming up on Sunday at 11 a.m. against Croatia. And one of our listeners, Danny, is going to be in the stands. He said, if we come up with a soccer chant, he will try his darndest to get it going in the crowd on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking about this, you know, in Europe... They've had a lot of uh, years' experience coming up with these soccer chants. This is uh, something that is ingrained in the in the culture over there. Yeah, and I think you specifically brought it up watching the Canada game. You were like, "There's a vacuum in the Canadian crowd of a sing along chant." You heard him. You heard him yelling. Yeah, cheering. You heard him cheering. Yeah, yeah. But at soccer games, it's the chant yeah. that takes it to the next level. And sometimes, you know, it's just who's ever first. You know, whoever's first in there, that chant sticks because you're the first to the party. So we're hoping to do that. Yeah. Uh, now, Jim, uh, mm-hmm. this is serious stuff because yeah. there's a lot of pressure on us here. Um, so we need to break this down. You have an example of a soccer chant. I do, yes. Over there. Let's let's have a listen and then you tell us why you think this is such a great soccer chant. <laughs> Okay, what what makes that great in your eyes? Okay, you got to pick a star player off the team, get him pumped up, get the crowd into that a guy. Name check of one of the players. Step one, name check. Step two, you need some sort of uh, sing-along part that even if you don't know the song, you can join in and feel like you're part of the cheer as well. Okay. At the end there, they had, we are Man United, we are Man United. So, you you know, you pick up on that easy. Sing-along. And then also, rule number three in the final, possibly most important rule, you need to swear. Swearing. You got to get the crowd going. <laughs> Drop an S, an A, or an F. I don't care what it is, but it needs to be slightly salty. You know, and and make it a little dirty, and then it's fun. Well, I know there's a lot of a lot of rules over there in Qatar. Can you get arrested for swearing? We don't want Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on what context, up, I think. To end up in jail. Yeah. Um, okay, so name check, yep. sing along, yep. swearing. Uh-huh. Those are the three keys. 
We have come up with two options here. Uh, Canadian soccer chants, and we are going to unveil them coming up on the show. I want to see you peacock, cock, cock, you peacock. Time for sports. Devin Peacock is here. And an emotional day yesterday for Toronto Maple Leaf fans finding out that Borea Selming had passed away. Yeah, I got the news while I was watching uh, the Buffalo Bills game. Uh, Friends sent me a text, and I just kind of like, I yelled, what? Like, it was kind of this one thing where in the bar, you just kind of exclaim, you can't believe it, it happened. Uh, So quickly, it was like a week and a half ago, he was in Toronto. He was being honored at the uh, Hall of Fame game. Uh, Daryl Sittler was with him. Matt Sundin was with him. He, He got a proper send off from Leaf fans and um, it's just really really sad you know he was such a trailblazer for uh, Swedish players for European players he was like an icon with the Toronto Maple Leafs I mean you can't talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs and not talk about Borja Salming and for uh, him to pass, not a surprise, given how severe uh, ALS was with him. He was diagnosed late, but still just absolutely sad because um, he was a bright light. The first Swede inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame and the highest scoring defenseman in Maple Leafs history, Borea Salming. How emotional was that appearance uh, down on the ice at the, at the Leafs game, man? I. I don't care who you are. If your eyes don't get a little moist watching that, there's something wrong with you. Watching that and seeing like Daryl Sittler as emotional as he was, he was kind of like the proxy for, I think, a lot of fans, but also thinking like, like how awesome is it to have someone in your life like Daryl Sittler who just loves you that much, who is that emotional about what you mean to them and what you mean to, you know, what a, what's a big part of everyone's lives. And so, uh, Borea Salming, you know, like for, for in Sweden, like he is the guy. There's a lot, there've been a lot of great Swedish players, but he is the guy. He paved the way and just, it's just so, so sad, but at least he's at peace. Yeah, ALS is the worst. I've I've lost a couple friends to that disease, and when you get the diagnosis, man, you got some choices to make, and uh, it's not easy. But basically, your options are you become a prisoner in your own body, or um, you refuse treatment and you make the suffering as as quick as possible. I'm just glad he was able to come back to Toronto. You know, we've we've rectified the problem where Toronto didn't used to uh, retire numbers. His his jerseys retired. He has a statue out front of uh, Scotiabank Arena, and he got that moment with the Leaf fans, which uh, is is uh, a wonderful last memory of Borea Salmi. The Taz and Jim Podcast.